Whiskey Bulldogs acknowledges that we reside on the lands of the people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. If you'd like to learn more, go to reconciliation.org.au. Gone direction! Whiteman! What about that climb? Tiny little man just sat on Max's head. To Barney Smith score. Towards goal. Barney Smith as he got the dogs in off Bradley Welcome to episode 13 of the Whiskey Bulldogs podcast, the only podcast for Bevy and Bevo enthusiasts. I'm your host, Tim Outhred. Thank you for listening. Feel free to share the links to Whiskey Bulldogs to friends, family, and folks you think could be a potential guest. This week, I'll review the previous Bulldogs game against the Swans in Sydney and preview the upcoming Bombers vs. Bulldogs game on Friday night. There'll be post-game reactions to a tumultuous loss against the Swans with an uneasy feeling going into the Bombers game. So it's the Battle of the Maribyrnong River up ahead, with the theme of the week being just that. Dram of the week is the Starwood Chardonnay Casks Small Batch. Hope you enjoy! The AFL has committed to a longer AFLW season in future years, but this year's fixture will remain at 10 plus four weeks of finals. Bulldogs will have home games at the newly improved Witten Oval, which is exciting to see. Hopefully next year and the years to come, we'll see at least 17 games played, um, but there's no future plan as to exactly when we will see that. Injury list for the men's team uh, looks like Bailey Smith will become available for this week after suffering from illness. And uh, we might see some other few ins um, from the list, but um, we'll just wait until the team list comes out because it should be any moment now. Uh, but everyone else is pretty much as it was last week with Liam Jones on track three to five weeks away uh we saw sam darcy go down against the swans with the cork to his quad which will see him away for three to five weeks um as well as uh concussion protocols for james o'donnell uh but we might see jj back in the coming weeks should be exciting to see on to the tips um from round 18 um only got Five from nine, uh, which was a bit disappointing, but there were some close, good games and a few surprises. Um, I did tip the dogs to win against the Swans, but uh, lost by two. And then Brisbane Lions, I tipped but lost 
by one in the dying moments of the game, which is exciting. And Collingwood predictably beat Dockers. Suns beat the Saints. And in a surprising loss to Port Adelaide, uh, Carlton beat them by 50 points. Then we saw Cats beating Essendon predictably. And Crows didn't win against the Giants. Um, That was a, a... Surprise. And Hawthorne won against Melbourne. I thought he could have gone either way, but actually got the job done uh, 48 points margin. And Tigers won against Eagles at home by 38 points. For the upcoming week's tips, round 19, uh, I'm going... Essendon to beat the Bulldogs by 12 in a roughie and against my team, um, which is kind of sad, but uh, uh, I've been tipping the Bulldogs the last couple of matches and been disappointed both times. Then we've got Richmond to beat Hawthorne and Carlton to beat West Coast, Brisbane to beat Cats, but a good one to watch, I think. And we've got Frio probably to lose against Swans at home in WA. I think Collingwood will win against Port at Adelaide Oval. Just, that would be another another good one to watch. Giants should beat the Suns at Manuka. Melbourne to beat Crows. St Kilda to beat North Melbourne. So a few good games to watch, I think, on Saturday. But I will be looking forward to see how power goes against magpies in what will be perhaps the grand final preview it was a thursday night for the bulldogs game away in sydney at the scg i had the night off between shifts so popped the game on peter on poured some drams Boys were on for the first quarter, and then it was a depressing finish. The Bulldogs needed a win against the Swans to be a legitimate finalist. The top eight contest is boiling over and is frustratingly close. The game was very much like the one against the Magpies. Great start, lost it in the middle, and a frustrating close end. But disappointingly against a supposedly less consistent team in the Swans, Bulldogs just couldn't get it done. Tensions have clearly impacted the team with Bevo reportedly having it injured his hand in an outburst against a whiteboard at halftime. Morale certainly is not at its best. Bulldogs will have to turn it around this week. It pains me to do a full breakdown of this game so I won't because it was really just the same issues as last week with forwards and mids doing well but defense letting us down. We saw Sam Darcy in with the game and Anthony Scott. Out was Bailey Smith with illness and Rory Lobb was admitted. So each quarter, uh, Sydney had two goals to five, four goals to one, two goals to three, and three goals to two. With Sydney winning against the Bulldogs, 78 to 76. 
Swans were able to get inside 50 and stay there and score without obstruction in the middle of the game and were able to spoil the dog's chances in defense at the end. In the most improved area, really, uh, dogs were moving the ball well in the first quarter and using handballs to get around Swans. But then it was really the same story as last week with the forwards and mids doing well, defense not holding up. Dogs are the lowest ranked team scoring from defensive 50 chains as well. So the Bulldogs as a whole are failing at intercepting opponents and then getting out of defensive 50 to then take advantage. Overall, the Bulldogs were the better team and leading the stats and the best on ground was the Bond who had a better game than uh, he did against the Magpies. We saw Riley Garcia replacing James O'Donnell in the second quarter after he had a concussion and Darcy uh, having a corked quad. So um, there, were no, there was no replacement for him. Bulldogs will have to find a way to defend leads in the closing stages of the season. I think many fans are worried for their team and will be expecting changes to shore up defense this season and the next Fans will be closely watching how Liam Jones uh, will be coming back before finals, despite recent losses and still having some room to move. Despite recent woes, Bulldogs should still play one of the finals. All hope isn't lost, however, because we know we can do it from the bottom end of the top eight and still be a chance at winning a flag. So in round 19, it will be a home game against the Bombers, who will be looking to stay in the eight this season in front of a passionate crowd. And I think it will be another full house game. I'll be going to this one after a big day out helping out at the FIFA Women's World Cup match. Unless the changes this week are effective in defense for the Dogs, I am not confident that they will win. Bombers have had some average years of late against the Bulldogs, who have usually won the matchup by a good margin, having cleared eight from the last nine matches. Last time Bulldogs hosted the Bombers last year in round seven, winning 103 to 71. Bulldogs are in a bit of a disarray uh, at the moment from the last two games against Magpies and Swans, and only have one really against much lower teams recently in the Dockers and Kangaroos. Bombers have come off an expected defeat at Geelong, but have had a good win at Marvel against the Crows and a famously narrow defeat against Power. Bombers will be looking to bounce back, but Bulldogs will be needing to claw back into a winning position. I think Bombers overall have much more hope than the Bulldogs at the moment, and would be an even matchup given a mixed season with both teams. Bulldogs will need to show they are the best team out of the two. Richards and Keith will be celebrating 100 games each. Teams will be playing for the EJ Witten Cup, which is played each year at alternating home games. Buku Kamis will line up for his first game of the 2023 AFL season and will start on the bench. Alongside Karmas will be Bailey Smith, who will be also back from illness and hopefully will play on the wing this match. Oscar Baker will be starting again in the centre. Josh Bruce will be starting with the backs. 
Gardner and Vandermeer. Sam Darcy is out due to his cork injury. And James O'Donnell and Lucky McNeil are out through concussion protocols. Last week's Riley Garcia uh, comes out being the sub. Um, instead, in his place will be Bailey Williams. So we will have Lob again watching from the crowd this week, but is listed as an emergency along with Jordan Sweet and Riley Garcia. For the Dons, Sam Draper is out, so English should win at the hitout and hit to advantage to allow our mids to clear well. Bulldogs can win if they can get ahead early and hope that Bombers aren't as effective coming back downfield. Or the Bulldogs can hope that their new defence structure works better than last week's. Bulldogs will need to be better coming out of defence and involve players in scoring from their back half to better demoralise their opponent when opponents come up and miss an opportunity to score. Bulldogs haven't been able to get on top of teams in this part of the game. Only when in possession from the middle to inside 50 they can score. Hopefully Bruce will be good this time round um, as a tall muscle and accurate enough um, kicking out into uh, the midfield from defence this time around and not dropping simple marks or getting caught inside 50. I wanted to see him against Buddy last week because he was a really good size matchup, but um, hopefully we can see him do well this time around. Bombers can win if they can capitalise on Bulldogs' defence woes if their dogs can't fix it this week. The key matchups will be Darcy Parrish and Zach Merritt against our dogs' mids. Um, who might just be disadvantaged because of English being able to get to the ball away from them and to our mids, we'll be able to clear. In the forward line, Bulldogs have a slight advantage in scoring this season and should hold up well if they can capitalise on tough contests, as they will come up against good defenders in Brandon Zerk Thatcher and Mason Redman, along with Andrew McGrath, who are just intercepting machines and... If these guys can reconnect to their mids and forwards and score from defensive 50, then they will be much more effective than our defenders. I hope that Kamis will find the ball and kick kick one in the AFL this year. In defense, uh, dogs are disadvantaged as there are some elite small and mid-sized players, but not so good working talls at the moment. Ed Richards was will be as good as always, but our tall defenders will not be as strong enough against tall bombers forwards like Kyle Langford, Jake Stringer. If Jake Stringer can light up, as we know he can, like when he was uh, in the Bulldogs, he can be unstoppable. Peter Wright has had a mixed season, but uh, might get some opportunities due to a poor defensive matchup. Hopefully we'll just see this time around Bruce doing at least okay down back and at least spoiling an opportunity here and there, slowing Essendon down here and there and not giving too many away. There's not a lot that separates the Bombers and Bulldogs at the moment in this season for overall performance, but hopefully the changes this week will mean defensive structure is okay, uh, allowing the Bulldogs to defend a lead rather than to give it up quickly like we have seen of late. We do need to see a tall defender like Bruce do well to help defence along uh, along with Liam Jones coming back and both will probably be needed in finals 
as we don't have key matchups against big forwards like Geelong's Tom Hawkins. Our win will be more relief than anything as Bulldogs' season prospects have been running a little thin of late. We need to see Bevo mastering his team and steadying the ship as we go into more treacherous waters in the finals campaign for the Bulldogs. Starwood Whiskey's first home was a repurposed aircraft hangar at Essendon Airport, but due to growing pains, moved to a larger space at Port Melbourne. Melbourne's whiskey quote-unquote Don David Vitali has produced a variety of expressions outside of their core range, mostly with Australian red wine barrel influence or red wine-based fortified wines, which led to an obvious question, why not Australian white wine casts? So what they've done is a small batch Chardonnay cast, so I had to give it a try. The single malt whiskey has been aged in French oak barrels from Yarra Valley and Margaret River wine regions, so I'm hoping that the Starwood's new make spirit, which is typically fruity in nature, is magnified by the light fruit and buttery Chardonnay casks. So onto a tasting of this, the color is a deep gold. On the nose, it's fresh peaches, apricot, like a, you know, those nectars, those Italian nectar juices that you can get. Coconut, vanilla. It's like um, frosty fruit pina colada. Like, a, you know, those fruit cups of um, preserved peaches and whatnots that you can get as a kid on the to the palate it's got this thick oil waxy kind of texture and the peaches becomes more like a baked peaches taste with sweet white wine and lemon and the finish it's like white wine acid and that new french oak spice like cinnamon pepper ginger and it kind of has that dusty nutty flavor like um walnuts and you know like a dried fig it's got kind of woodiness to it too So all in all, uh, Whiskey Bombers fans have a claim to Starwood as a spirit with connection by locality to their Bombers team. I hope that one day Footscray or Greater Footscray locality will have its own whiskey distillery on the west side of the Maribyrnong, and I'll certainly be first in line so Whiskey Bulldogs fans can have their own claim. This dram is for those who are wanting like an Australian summer fruit cup punch right up ya so you'll be in for a treat if you've tried this then you've definitely would have liked a, uh, a simple fruity and vanilla-y whiskey like a Speyside bourbon cask um, but I think where this one wins out is on the nose 
which is incredible. So, so much complexity just on the nose alone. In terms of a food pairing for this one, I think anything with peaches uh, would be great as a splash in your fruit punch or a, a variation of pina colada. So instead of rum, you could put this. Or just put a dash in your Australian sparkling white wine, which would be great with maybe a wedge of peach in there as well. I think it's a really good summer dram, but I'm quite enjoying it on this very cold wintry day. Well, I hope you enjoy your drams this weekend while watching the footy. Last week while watching the footy uh, for the Swans game, we had Bethy underscore uh, started following us on Instagram and posting a photo of her enjoying a Tim Boone Smokey 1881 in front of the game. And of course, I then had to switch over to that and enjoy that one as well. So maybe uh, we'll have folks like her on one of these days to chat both whiskey and football if you'd like to engage uh, with whiskey bulldogs you can follow us on the link tree from various platforms and listen to us on all the platforms that you can normally listen to podcasts on as well as check out some other links to various bits and bobs including ways to support the pod cheers well that's the end of the episode thank you so much for listening i've been tim Alfred, and you've been a great audience to follow socials instagram and twitter search whiskey bulldogs send me a message that way or email me or feel free to join and post in the whiskey bulldogs facebook group i've loved your posts of whiskey doggies and footy related adventures so far and also love reading your thoughts on whiskey bulldogs Hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast today. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your fantastic podcasts. Search Whiskey Bulldogs. On the Spotify platform, you can even send me a voice message or a question, and you might even get on the pod. I hope to make this pod more about you and what you want to hear. It means a lot and thank you so much for your support and being a friend of the podcast. Go on, pour yourself a wee dram and enjoy the footy. Until next time, cheers, slange, sante, go dogs. (laughs) 